0: يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ اتَّقُوا رَبَّكُمُ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُم مِّن نَّفْسٍ وَاحِدَةٍ وَخَلَقَ مِنْهَا زَوْجَهَا وَبَثَّ مِنْهُمَا رجال كَثِيرًا وَنِسَاءً ۚ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ الَّذِي تَسَاءَلُونَ بِهِ وَالْأَرْحَامَ ۚ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَيْكُمْ رَقِيبًا ۚ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا يُصْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَمَن يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا al Allah is whom we praise, we praise him, and we thank him, and we seek refuge in him from the evil of our own souls and the evil of our actions. Whomsoever he guides, none can misguide and whomsoever he leads astray none can guide to the truth. And I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship but God Almighty alone, and that Muhammad, peace be upon him, is his slave and messenger. O you who believe, be mindful of Allah as he should be minded, and do not die except as Muslims. O mankind, be mindful of your Lord who created you from one soul, and from that soul its mate, and from those two spread many men and many women and be mindful of the wounds that bore you. And be mindful of those who you ask for your rights from, for indeed Allah is ever over you. Oh, you who believe, be mindful of the law and speak the truth. He will guide you to righteous deeds and forgive you of your sins. Whomsoever obeys the law and his messenger has achieved the greatest achievement. The best of speech is God's speech, and the best of guidance is God's guidance, peace be upon him. And the worst of affairs are those newly introduced, and everything newly introduced into faith is an innovation, and every innovation goes astray, and everything which goes astray leads to the health. Last week, we culminated one of the most blessed seasons of this year. The first ten days of the sacred month of the hijjah The days in which the Prophet sallam, said about Ma'am and Ayyamin there are no days that are better and more beloved to Allah good deeds done therein than these 10 days and as today is the 8th day of the Hijjah we are coming upon 2 of the most important days of those 10 days and that is tomorrow the day of Arifah and then Sunday, which will be the day of Eid, Eid al-Adha. And in differing with what, with what usually happens on Eid, where everyone at the Eid prayer is telling you about the Eid prayer, I want to take the time today to tell you about the day of Arafah and the day of Eid, so that tomorrow Insha'Allah, ta'ala and Sunday, you're prepared for those days. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi when he he was in Hajj, had announced to the people to not fast on the day of Arafah. But for those who were not fasting, for those who were not making Hajj, then he recommended that they fast. Tomorrow, the day of Arafah, has immense significance in Islamic history beyond just being a day that is recommended for us to fast if we're not making hajj. Once a group of Jewish scholars came to Umar al-Khattar radiallahu ta'ala And they said to him, Ya Amir al-Umineen, Nazalat alikum ayah, law nazalat alayna ma'ashara al-yahood, that tahadna dhalika al-yawmanika. O leader of the faithful, a verse was revealed to you all, that if it had been revealed to us, the community, or the Jewish community, we would have taken that day as a deen. Umar said, I know the verse, and I know the day, and I know the place where it was revealed. Allah Subh'anaHu Ta'ala said, On this day, I have completed for you, your deen, your faith, and I have perfected for you, your religion, And I am pleased with Islam for you as your faith. Notice here that even someone of another faith recognized the greatness of this day. It is narrated in the Musnad of Imam Ahmed that the Prophet said that it was on the day of Arafah, or that the Prophet informed us that it was on the day of Arafah, and at the place of Arafah, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought the first of human creation, Adam, our father, and took from his back all of his progeny until the day of judgment and placed them in front of him. And then made them testify against themselves. Am I not your Lord? He said to them, They said, of course, testifying in affirmation of what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala had said that He is their Lord, that you should come on the day of judgment and say that no Warner had come to us, or it was our forefathers who had committed joining partners with you, who committed polytheism, and we were heedless of the fact. That every single person from the beginning of creation until the end of creation on the day of Arafah was asked to recognize their Lord. Meaning that Islam as a faith is a faith that starts with a primordial personal responsibility to recognize your Lord, to worship your Lord, and to do right by His creation for the sake of your Lord. Tomorrow should be the day When you say to yourself, I realize my position in a lost creation. I realize that I am just one amongst many. I realize that I have a Lord who I am answerable to. I realize that I have to be accountable for my actions. I realize that I have to better myself in the days that come. I realize that the next day, I can celebrate that realization on the day of. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala frees more people on the day of Arafah than any other day of the year the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said ma min yawmin aksar minan yurtiqallahu fieha ar-riqa awan yurtiqallahu fieha min minan ma min yawmi Arafah there's not a day in which Allah frees more of his slaves from the hellfire than the day of Arafah. And Allah descends and He boasts to His angels about His creation and He says, what is it that they're looking for? What is it that they want? Because the day of Arafah is one in which we spend it making dua, making dhikr remembering Allah, remembering our position in creation, remembering who we are and who ultimately we will return to. Just as we were taken out of the back of our father Adam, just as we were asked to testify in front of Allah, we too will stand in front of Allah, again, at the end of creation, at the end of the world as we know it. And be asked to be, we asked and be held accountable for the things that we have done and that we have said. The Prophet Sallallahu was asked about the virtue of the day of Arafah. And he said, you kafiru your sanat al That the day fasting, the day of Arafah expiates the sins of the previous year and the current year. So you get two years of forgiveness for one day of recognition, remembrance, and return to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. As I mentioned, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's hadith is narrated Sahih yeah. Muslim in the Sunan Abi Dawud. Naha, the Sallallahu <laughs> Alaihi Wasallam, I saw mi'arafa bi'arafa. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam forbade those, forbade the fasting of for people who are. Meaning that for everybody who's not at Arafah is recommended for them to fast. Why? Because fasting breaks your desires. It weakens your soul and allows it to open up to the realization that you are dependent on something else, on someone else, on the creator of the heavens and the earth. Just as we gain gain that that recognition and that realization during the month of Ramadan, Two months and ten days after, we have another opportunity to renew our contract with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To renew the mizat, the covenant that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took from us on that day. Some of the sunnah of the day of Arafah is to make Allah al-Takbir. Allah wa Akbar, Allah wa Allah wa Akbar. La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar wa lillaha illallah. You can say it like that. You can simply say Allahu Akbar. You can say Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. Any type of takbir, tasbir, tahleel. Saying that God is the greatest. Saying that glory be to God. Saying that there is no one worthy of worship but God Almighty. All of these things can be said in any form. And in any way that you see fit. There is no specific phrasing that was narrated from the Prophet on this day. However, there is one dua that we are recommended to say on the day of Arafah. And that is the Prophet who said, <laughs> The best thing that I and the Prophets before me have ever said, Dua yawm a'rafah. The dua. Of the day of Arafah. There is no one worthy of worship but God Allah, without partner. For Him is all dominion and all praise, and He has power over all things. Some of the Salaf used to say whoever busies himself with mentioning the praise of Allah. Allah will give him the best of what those asking him give, or are given. So you might think to yourself, I need to ask Allah in dua, isn't dua me asking of Allah? There are two types of dua. One is where you make dua, praising Allah SWT for who He is. Using His names and His attributes. Not mentioning your own needs. And the second is where you mention your own needs. To buy from the etiquette of dua is to start with the praise of Allah and then to end with those things that you have in your heart. Some of the salaf used to say that when they were unable to express themselves in dua, when they couldn't remember what it was that they needed, but they knew that they needed something, they took all of their worries, and all of their sorrow, and all of their needs, and all of their wants, and all of their hopes, and all of their desires. And they placed it into one du'a. Rabbana hasana, wa Lord, grant us good in this life, and grant us good in the next life, and save us from the hellfire. Sufyan, so, was approached while he was in Arafah, on the day of Arafah. Kneeling on his knees, hands raised to the sky, making dua and sobbing. Someone came to him, and they said, Ya Imam, man aswa'u haadan hathul yawm? Oh Imam, who is the worst person on this day? Qala aswa'u nasi haadan, man The worst person on this day is the person who assumes that God won't forgive them. May Allah forgive all of us together. his family, his companions, and all those who follow them until the Day of Judgment with excellence. Amin. Sunday, inshallah, is the day of Eid. And here in Houston, the sunnah of the people of Houston has been that we pray Eid, all of the different masajid and Musalayat to give people ease to be able to make it out for the sacrifice of that day. There will be many different prayers around the city, here at this center. So look for your locality and find out where the closest place for you to pray is. From the sunnah of that day is that the Prophet ﷺ would not eat until he had slaughtered the sacrificial animal, And he would sacrifice in remembrance of the rights of our father Abraham, of our father Ibrahim, who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had ordered to sacrifice follow in the footsteps throughout Hajj of our father Ibrahim and our mother Hajj and of our sunnah of our beloved Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. For those of you that are intending to slaughter locally and you should know that there are three conditions for slaughtering an animal. Number one is that it has to be the appropriate age it has to be at least six months if it is a sheep, at least one year if it is a goat, at least two years if it is a cow, and at least five years if it's a cow. Number two, it should be free from major deficiencies. It shouldn't be blind, it shouldn't be injured, it shouldn't have be so weak that it has no marrow, as they say, and when you go to the farm, you'll find people there that know how to do, how, what to look for. If it has a broken horn, that's okay. But if you can find one without, it, then that's better. So it should be as free of deficiencies as possible, as there is you either of the law know, of time. And it should be slaughtered, sacrificed in the appropriate time. Anyone who makes their sacrifice before they in prayer, then it is just meat that they are supplying themselves with. The sacrifice starts from after the Eid prayer and until three days later. So you have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. All of these days, four days, you're able to do your sacrifice in. The Prophet said, "Yom al wa wa ayam mina, wa al-Islam." فَأَكْفِرُ فِيهَا مِنَ تِكْفِرُ وَالْتَسْبِيرُ وَكَمَا طَالَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلِيهُ وَسَلَّهُ أَيَّامُ أَكْزِلُ وَشُورُ بِنْهُ وَتِكْفِرُ لِلَّهُ كَمَا طَالَ فِي الْهُوَيْهِ The day of Arafah, and the day of Sacrifice, and the three days of Mina, the days of Tashreer, are our being, O people of Islam, so make much remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala therein. In another narration he said they are days of eating and drinking and remembrance of Allah. Remember, it's eat people, have fun, take your family out, do something with them. Revive the sunan of, Eid, of showing them the importance, not just of sacrificing, but of also distrib- distributing that meat to the needy, to the poor who are amongst us. We have many who are here. And for those of us that have the ability to, Make sure that you not only care for those that are here locally, but we have many catastrophic events that are happening in many places around the world. You can also send your ulhiyah over there. In fact, sometimes the price that you spend in ul'iyah here can go double or triple in other places. And there's no problem with you doing one here and you doing one somewhere else. But remember your brothers and sisters all around the world who are in difficulty who may have the only day to eat meat in being the day of Eid al-Adha. Some people around the world, the only day that they're eating meat in is the day of Eid al-Adha. And you can be part of making them happy on that day. And doing one of the best things, as the Prophet Ali said, is to put happiness into the heart of another believer. It's called Surur ala al muslim so remember that it's a day that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made easy for you, as far as your prayers, as far as your remembrance of Him. Take the time to be happy with your family, to teach them about their heritage as Muslims, the heritage of our father Ibrahim, wa who was not a polytheist. He didn't go and dedicate himself to anyone except for the Creator of the heavens and the earth. So we can have fun, we can dedicate ourselves to the remembrance of Allah, we can come together as community, and we can make networks of communities that benefit each other all around the world. Maymun al nasri rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, when Allah destines good for one of his slaves, he makes his remembrance beloved to him. So remember that Eid is a day Not just for fun and relaxation, but a day for dhikr as well. Enjoy the blessings of the day of eid, enjoy the blessings of family, and enjoy the blessings of eid on a Sunday when you have the day off. Make the most of it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive you of your sins tomorrow. Increase your happiness and your and and your dedication both tomorrow and on Sunday, and on the days thereafter grant you admission into paradise. Allah forgive, forgive us of our sins, and our transgressions, and our affairs, and make our feet firm, O Lord of the worlds. Allah guide us and guide our sons and our daughters, guide our husbands and our wives, guide our mothers and our fathers, grandmothers and our grandfathers. Mahdi guide our co-workers and our neighbors, guide this community that we live in, and all communities around the world. in wal wal واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون واقم الصلاه